Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, so I'm excited for today's talk today because I just love talking about all things mindset. <laughs> um, anything dealing with mindset or transforming your mind or learning something new to um, better help your lifestyle or to improve something like I'm all here for those topics. I feel like I can talk about mindset all day. So I know I say I'm excited <laughs> for the topic before every talk, but I really am today. I really am. So um, the basis of today's talk is how to transform your mindset. And really, it stems from my book, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, um, the sixth chapter, which the title of that is What Goes In Will Come Out. All right. What goes in will come out. And pretty much I'm talking about like the things that you are um, letting into your mind as far as what you watch and what you listen to on a regular basis. This was something, um, and I talk about it in this chapter in the book, that once I realized the connection between the information that I consumed, my mindset, and my lifestyle, once I figured out that like formula of how all that works, I was able to transform my mindset and essentially transform my lifestyle as a result of that. So I'm hoping that the um, information I share with you all today, that you can apply it to your lives um, to get some of the same results that I have experienced. Because listen, <laughs> this is a huge game changer. If you can get this, your mind, if you can get this under control and strategies in place to help you when it's out of control, because let's be real, um, our thoughts be <laughs> going crazy. I don't know about yours, but anything random can just drop into my head and affect my whole mood, affect my words that I say, my attitude. So like I said, um, I'm going to share some strategies with you to help kind of get that under control today. All right. So um, being in 2023, we have access to more information than we ever have before, right? It's kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. But just from a simple tap of our fingertip, we have access to um, different TV programs, to information on our computers, through commercials and ads through different apps on our phone, social media, and music that we listen to, right? So all of those things that I named, that information is absorbed into our systems every time that we take it in, right? And that information that comes into our system turns into our thoughts, our words, and our actions, right? So Matthew 12, 33 says that a tree is identified by its fruit, and if a fruit is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. So our fruit in this case um, represents our words, our thoughts, and our actions, right? Um, however we behave <laughs> with those three things 
um, is a clear indicator of what's going inside of our mind, right? So if we think about trees, they need water, they need sunlight, um, they need nutrients and things and oxygen to, to grow and to flourish, right? So if you are the tree, <laughs> quote unquote, but you are taking in all this negativity um, from things you see on TV or music that you listen to, it eventually transforms your fruit into what you're taking in, right? Um, that starts to morph <laughs> in your mind, in your words, in your actions, and you actually start to become the information that you take in. So um, a great visual for this is, and I um, give this example in my book, a great visual for this is to think about if you have two sponges, right? And the sponges represent your brain. So if you take both of the sponges and you have like two bowls of water, say one water is muddy and dirty and milky and you drop that sponge in there, when you pull that sponge out and squeeze it, that type of water is going to fall from out of that sponge, right? Because that's the type of water that the sponge absorbed. Now, if you have a sponge and you dip it in clean or clear water and you squeeze it out, that's the type of water that's going to come from that sponge, right? Clear um, and clean water. So like I said, the sponges represent your brain. So whatever you are absorbing <laughs> in your sponge, whenever the pressures of life come on you or whenever you're in a situation or around others and you're squeezed with pressure, whatever you've been absorbing is what's going to come out, right? Um, I think I got it. Okay. Here in Romans eight, five and six, it tells us that those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the spirit, think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So just some highlights from this scripture here it um, really highlights the importance of our minds, right? And what we think about. And it makes the connection that you're, um, if you have sinful thoughts, then that means that you are dominated by your sinful nature, which um, another term for that is like your flesh, right? What your body wants, which are the, what the world wants, right? Your fleshly desires or your sinful desires. But then it says that if your mind is controlled by the Holy Spirit, then it will be led by the Holy Spirit. So that's you, you know, giving your life to God, reading your word, figuring out what God has to say, feeding your spirit man so that the information that you're taking in or absorbing is feeding your spirit mind, right? And that starts to transform, starts to transform your thoughts. So we're going to go in, um, a little deeper just for, I think, um, hearing people's stories and examples really gives like some insight on what this means. Cause we can hear these terms, right? Like being led by the spirit, being led by sin. And we kind of have an idea of what that means, but I'm going to share my mindset transformation journey and hopes that it brings some clarity to you on what those terms mean. Right. So for me, um, about 2018 is when I really started to get serious about my mindset and my relationship with God and um, just all things <laughs> mindset, right? And transforming for the better. So it started with me shifting the information that I consumed um, on a daily basis. So before I realized that, you know, something needed to change, 
my sponge or my brain was submerged in all things social media unhealthily, <laughs> right? So things like MySpace, I'm telling my age here, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, right? And one thing that um, if you follow me for any point of time, you've seen me point out that Facebook always asks the question, what's on your mind? <laughs> That's the main question in the bar. So whatever you type in that bar is an indicator of what you're thinking, whether it's a funny meme, a status, a picture, whatever it is, when you put it in that bar on Facebook, you're sharing what's on your mind, right? Um, so... Once I shared those posts, I realized that it was reflecting my thoughts. And a huge indicator of this, y'all, is them Facebook memories. Child, <laughs> when they come up and I see some of the things that I used to post and that I used to talk about, I'm like, who is this person? Who? Somebody needed to take my phone. What was I talking about? What was I thinking about, <laughs> right? I even feel a little embarrassed sometimes to look at this stuff. But on the flip side, it shows me like how far that I have come <laughs> in my mind um, based off just the things that I post on social media, right? So um, also before I transform my mindset, my timeline consisted of people who thought like me and means that confirmed any negative thoughts that I had. Um, so I would always post things about like, you can't trust a man because they always doing X, Y, Z or little um, subliminal posts to girls that I might've had beef with or issues with, right? And like I said, the people on my timeline reflected <laughs> a lot of the stuff that I saw. Also, the algorithm was picking up on my habits and, and topics that I was talking about. Boom. So like I said, the algorithm was pulling up and showing me my patterns of what I was thinking. Okay, good. Thank you. Y'all still with me. So the algorithm was pulling up... Um, things that I talked about most often, right? So the topics that I talked about showed up on my timeline. Another thing that I used to um, watch a lot is reality TV shows like Love & Hip Hop, Atlanta Housewives, The Bad Girls Club, things like that, right? <laughs> so I realized that those shows were teaching me how to handle conflict, right? Anytime that I felt disrespected or that I needed to address an issue, it was getting all up in somebody's face, yelling my point, um, proving my point to them, not letting them have a word, like just being very argumentative <laughs> to solve problems. And like I said, that's, I felt like what my life looked like with how I handle issues in my real life. And a lot of the music that I listened to was, you know, your rap, R&B, um, artists like Pretty Ricky, Trey Songs, Nicki Minaj, Trina, Y'all, I can remember, y'all know how they have memes of songs and it's like five-year-old me, like Paul says, why was I even listening to this? But I can remember being as young as five, singing like Usher, nice and slow, Silk, meeting in my bedroom, like just all this craziness <laughs> that at that age I should not have been engaging with. But those seeds were planted for a long, long time. So when I got older and became a teenager, that stuff became normal. My sponge being submerged in those things was normal, right? And it had already transformed or clouded my mind with that type of information, which, you know, um, it's no secret. I share this. I'm very open about this, me being a teen mom, right? I had my first son at 17. But once I made that connection, like 
Girl, you were listening to sexy songs since five years old. <laughs> so when you became a teenager, like I said, when I became a teenager, like I said, that stuff was normal to me. And those seeds had already been planted. So the thoughts were there. My words were talking about these this topic or these things with the phone conversations I had or me constantly singing these songs and planting those seeds, which later went into my actions of premarital sex or having sex as a teenager, hence me um, having my son early or earlier on in my life. So don't, I feel like, you know, we like to think it don't take all that or it ain't that serious. But once I really did a deep dive and reflected on, okay, how did I even get here in the first place? All the dots kind of connected and it made sense that the information I was consuming was showing up in my life like everything mirrored (laughs) from what I was watching. So the shift, (laughs) right? This is where the transformation came. I had to make a shift in the information that I consume daily. So I changed the quality of information that I let into my mind and this transformed my life for the better. I started listening to more podcasts, to more sermons. I started reading more devotionals and like self-help books, okay? So the foundational scripture for Mom Keys and Mental Peace and really my life and the whole transformation of everything for me is Romans 12 and 2, where it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I want to reread that. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You can want to change all day long. You can write it out and plan it on your calendar. Have all this will in your heart to to change and do better, but nothing in your life, nothing in your life (laughs) will change until your mind changes, until your mind transforms, right? Then it goes on to say, then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, another train, another change for me in my mind was reading The Battlefield of the Mind. And I'm actually spinning the block on that book, y'all. I read that book five years ago and it transformed my mind, which helped me to transform my life for the better. So I'm rereading it now and I'm gaining so much new revelation, so much new clarity. And for a while, I put off rereading it because I felt like I already read it before. I know the facts. But no, (laughs) I'm reading it again. And like I said, it's just fresh revelation um, from five years ago to where I am now with things that's going on in my mindset that, yes, I may have healed in one area, but there's still some work to do. And I think that's something um, to make note of as well. Like our minds are always changing. There's different things happening in our life, different things that we're dealing with that requires different levels of our mindset to be in different places, right? So highly, highly recommend The Battlefield of the Mind. Um, This book gave me a lot of clarity about what was going on in my mind and how it was affecting my life. Um, Another thing that helped me transform that shift, I don't know if you all are familiar with the show um, Being Mary Jane with Gabrielle Union. Um, There was something that she did in each show that I noticed, like in her house, she had certain quotes on sticky notes like on her bathroom mirror, in her kitchen, in her bedroom, and things like that. So about five years ago, I took initiative to start writing some affirmations and some quotes and putting them up around my house. And I will say that that helped me to transform 
my mindset because I'm seeing this uplifting information or this positivity every day. I'm speaking against any negativity that I've had in my mind um, over over the years <laughs> that has come up. So having that visual everywhere around my house, daily repeating them, reading them out loud, or just reading them to myself, just looking at them was a constant reminder. Like we need to keep our my, we need to keep your mind on the right track. We need to continue this fight and moving forward to positivity in your mindset. Which once I started seeing the results of it in my life and my relationships, especially the way that I looked at myself and thought about myself. Cause listen, <laughs> I'm going to do a, um, an episode on like insecurities. Uh, later on, I have some plans for that, but my mind has come a very, very long way specifically with how I think about myself. So once I saw that working with the quotes, I was like, okay, we're making some progress here. Um, I felt like I was more aware of what I post and what I read on social media as well. I'm very intentional about the information being uplifting, encouraging, or informative, right? And Ephesians 4.29 helped put me in check with my social media. I shared before them them Facebook memories, child. (laughs) I was not saying anything that was encouraging or helpful or lifting others up. But Ephesians 4 and 29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So in order for that to take place, I had to get my mind in order, right? Because like we said, it starts with your thoughts, then your words. So if I wanted my words to be more uplifting and encouraging, I had to do that work on my mind. So since I've done that about five years ago, my algorithm has changed completely on social media. My sponge or my brain is submerged in more positivity, which in result, I feel like I have a more positive lifestyle and overall perspective about life. Is everything perfect and peaches and cream and I'm just going through life with not a care in the world or a worry? No, (laughs) I still have some issues come up. Um, I still have some Thoughts that I have to check, but I have the strategies to get back on track now and not just stay in that place and slip further and further. So I want to um, give you three ways that you can transform your mindset um, on top of, you know, the things that I shared with my journey, but just three practical things that you can start doing today to help transform your mindset. So the first thing I want you to do is take inventory, take inventory. Um, so do a deep dive into what type of music, TV shows, social media posts do you consume on a daily basis? Take inventory of how much time you spend consuming this information. I did a podcast a while ago about, um, you know, monitoring your social media use. My phone has an app that kind of gives me a, um, a summary of how much time I've spent on each app. Even if you don't have that app, um, I know on social media specifically, like Instagram and Facebook, there's a um, a button you can press on like the settings and it will show you how much time you've spent on social media. But maybe it's not social media for you. Maybe it's binge watching Netflix or binge watching YouTube videos. I know the kids, honey, <laughs> can go down a rabbit hole on that YouTube. So, you know, take inventory of how much time you're spending consuming that information. And then the last thing for your inventory is try to see how you feel after you consume this information. 
Do you feel uplifted and encouraged or do you start to feel depleted and depressed and, and just worn down after you consume that information? All right. The second thing you can do to transform your mindset is to make the necessary adjustments <laughs> once you do your inventory. So this quote right here, um, I actually use this in my book. It speaks so deep to um, not being in this, excuse me, to be in this world, but not of this world. So here's the quote, an entire sea of water can't seek a ship. Similarly, the negativity of the world cannot put you down unless you allow it to get inside of you. So this is a great visual. Think about a ship or any type of a boat on this large body of water in the ocean, right? And how it can just sail and soar and flow over that large body of water and not sink. Why? because the water has not gotten in the boat. The second that the water starts to go in the boat, that's when the boat goes down. So in this quote, let the boat represent your brain or your mindset. Whatever negativity you let inside of your mind is gonna sink you down, it's gonna weigh you down, it's gonna keep you down and hold you back. But if you can just coast over that stuff, man, and transform and fill your mind with more positive things that's gonna help you, then I promise you life will be so much better for you in your head, <laughs> your experience and perspective with life. Um, this also makes me think about like the news. If you're somebody that binge watches the news, you know, they have like a cycle every hour on the hour where they're showing like 90% bad news and then 10% good news at the end. If you're constantly consuming that, you're letting the water <laughs> or the weight of the world inside of your boat and that stuff is depressing. So I would highly recommend making an adjustment for that. Make a commitment to stop watching, listening to, or following negativity for X amount of days. I say X amount of days because I don't want to tell you a number and that number fails for you. You know yourself. If it's a one-day break, cool. A three-day break, a seven-day break, 21-day, 30-day. Um, I would suggest that you take this to God in prayer and ask him like, <laughs> how long you should take a break from this stuff, okay? And then you want to replace the negative information that you consume with something positive. So for me, like I shared my sexual R&B playlist <laughs> that I had been listening to for years, now y'all, I have gotten into Christian R&B. And let me just tell you, it's some bops <laughs> that I have ran into where I feel like I'm singing to a lover or something, but it's to God. Like I'm singing my praises to God. It's not um, gospel-y, which there's nothing wrong with gospel music, like churchy music with the band and stuff. I like that music as well. But it's something about this Christian R&B. It's like I've, I've found my niche. I found my thing. Like I still got my ad-libs, my good um, music melodies and all of that, but I'm singing to God and praising God instead of filling my mind with, inappropriate <laughs> sexual thoughts, which I mean, I'm married now, so it is what it is, but I've made that shift. So I just want to um, encourage you to make the shift from anything negative that you're consuming to replace it with something positive. All right. And the third thing to transform your mindset is to depend on the Holy Spirit because honey, <laughs> we cannot do this on our own. This is not something that you do by yourself. We need the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4 and 6 tells us, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So pretty much what this scripture is saying, 
It's not by your will. It's not by your power or your doing, but by the Holy Spirit that these things can be done, right? You can't overcome the situation by determination alone. Be determined in the Holy Spirit, not in your own efforts. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 tells us that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. All right. The Holy Spirit is your helper. So seek him for his help and let him help you. Let him help you. One way that I, that looks like for me is if I find myself in a tough situation or kind of irritated or tense or stressed in a moment, I say, Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help right now. My kids always laugh at me. Y'all know um, this is an old gospel song called um, Jesus Be Offense. I'll just shout that out randomly. Lord, be offense. Jesus, be offense around me, <laughs> right? And that's my way of asking the Holy Spirit, like, look, I need your help right now. I'm struggling right now. This is hard. I'm feeling tempted. I'm feeling stressed. I need you in this moment. And most of the time I do start to either have a um some type of peace come over me or a thought or idea that comes to my mind that will help me kind of pivot and transition in that stressful situation. Give yourself grace and time. You don't have to make this shift on your own, right? So like I said, this has been a five-year journey for me and I'm you know, still on the journey, right? It's never ending as far as transforming your mindset, all right? So that is all that I have for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will have um, some resources um, in the show notes on the podcast platform. So I'll have the link to um, all the scriptures that I mentioned. I'll have the link to Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. I'll also have the link to my book, Mom, Keys and Mental Peace. As I said, this show um, was based from chapter six in that book, What Goes In Will Come Out. And I didn't mention this in the show, but I meant to, um, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It kind of goes into the behind the scenes of the algorithm and how it works, y'all. <laughs> Huge game changer. It will have you approach um, social media a lot differently. If you are not, please follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. I would love to have you join the Mom Keys and Mental Peace community. Um, please be sure to subscribe to YouTube as well as the podcast platform. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, leave your girl a review. All right. Be sure to share this out with a friend or family member that um, this could be helpful to. And I will see you all next week. Bye.